honey. Welcome to the Inspiring Honey Show. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and I am so thrilled to be hanging out with you today on this podcast episode. Whether you're on a walk, you're at work, you're driving in your car, you're cleaning your kitchen, whatever you're doing right now, I just want to thank you so much for having this conversation with me and spending this time together. I am super excited because God put something on my heart to share with you guys and to learn and grow together over the next four weeks. And we're going to be doing a series on the podcast about modesty and getting to the heart and the root of the issue, looking at what God says, hearing opinions of people that are very godly that form their opinion not just based on their own feelings but on God's truth and God's word alone. I am just so excited because I think that modesty is one of those conversations that can either go to super extreme or super lackadaisical where it's kind of dismissed or it can be one where we might know what God says or we're unsure, so we just kind of push it to the side. And I think it's really important to have this conversation as women in America um, or wherever you guys are, whatever country you're in, women who are seeking to honor the Lord. I'm actually reading a book by Elizabeth Elliot right now and just picked it up and it's um, Joyful Surrender. And I was in chapter four today and it was specifically talking about how as a Christian, um, the New Testament really calls Christians to be disciples. And I think that as women, we have such a special call from the Lord to honor him with modesty and with our bodies. And one of the verses that just sticks out to me so much is um, 1 Corinthians 6.20. You were bought with a price, so glorify God with your body. I think it's so clear and I think it's so evident all throughout scripture that modesty is important and it's not something we can just push to the side or something we could just ignore. Um, So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today and over the next few weeks. I have a bunch of notes up on my computer that um, I've just been typing out and I'm just so excited as I've been studying uh, to share with you and I think God really does care about the way we dress and the way we look and The first time that it was really put on my heart to do this series for you guys was a couple weeks back. I was um, studying scripture in the morning and one of the passages that I always find myself going to is Proverbs 31, you know, the ideal woman. And I always find myself reading that scripture and and just really trying to dig deep. I, I read it almost daily if not daily every two three days at least once a week and I mean you know it ebbs and flows in in the seasons based on where God's leading us but I'm always going back to that passage um and one of the verses that really stuck out to me is where God says about how the Proverbs 31 woman was clothed um and it really struck me and I started thinking goodness I think God really does care about how we look and how we present ourselves. You know, God cares about the little things of our lives. He provides for everything. So shouldn't we also honor him with our clothing choices? 
um, because that's such a big part of our lives and I think that's one of the first things people see about us. When you meet someone in the grocery store, one of the first things I know I notice is what they're wearing. Personally, I love fashion and I love clothes and I know too that there's been times where I wear certain things that are able to spark conversation so that I can witness to people. Most recently, I was at the grocery store and I had this little necklace on um, that is abbreviations of the Bible verse John 1 5 and it just has the first letter of every word in that verse and the man checking me out was asking me about it and we got to have a really great conversation about Jesus and I got to witness to him right in the store and I think that also pushed me to realize like what we wear really matters and I knew that but I think that God was just continuously putting on my heart to share with you and to have these conversations with you about modesty Um, But right now I'm just going to open up my Bible and read just the first verse in um, the Proverbs 31 passage that talks about modesty and share that with you because that's kind of where this conversation started. Um, And then we're just going to dive into scripture and, and just talk about things together. So I'm not really sure what you're doing today or where you are, but if you're able to, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible to Proverbs 31. Um, And we're going to be starting in Proverbs 31, verse 10, and reading to verse 31 together. But if you're not already familiar, um, and if you can't open up your Bible, that's okay. You can just listen along. Um, But if you're not already familiar with the Proverbs 31 woman and what I'm referencing, it is basically a passage in scripture that outlines what a wise woman is and I don't know if you've heard of it or not but there are said to be two types of women in the world those who aspire to be the Proverbs 31 woman and then those who hate her and I think it's really interesting and I think it's really important uh, for us as women who desire to follow the Lord and to honor him with our lives to study um, these passage in scripture because it really lays out what a wise woman is in God's sight um and every time I read it, I am just so humbled and just feel so called um, and just feel so challenged to be honoring God better in every area of my life. It's honestly amazing. And the Proverbs 31 woman reveals not to man's, but just so many opportunities um, for women to grow into godly wisdom. And too many people, I think, put women in a box um, that God doesn't do, but God is just so amazing and in the Proverbs 31 woman the wise woman that he lays out she's trustworthy and she's hardworking and she's generous and she helps her husband and she has a reputation with those around her of wisdom and kindness and and her children even call her blessed which I mean I think any woman can say that she hopes that's her reputation I mean I know at least for me, I wish that that would be my reputation and I hope that's the legacy I leave behind. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking and I'm just going to read you guys this scripture. So Proverbs 31 verses 10 are starting verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She, like the merchant ship, 
She brings food from afar. She also rises while it is still yet night and provides food for our family and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. She grids herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, yet she reaches out her hand to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestries for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you exceed them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own work praise her in the gates. Friends, there is just so much we can say about the Proverbs 31 woman and that we could talk about within those verses, but I honestly only really want to focus on two verses in this whole passage because what we're talking about over the next few weeks is modesty. And the two verses that I really want us to focus on and to think about and to pray over are verse 22 and verse 25. Verse 22 is, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. And verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. Verse 22 really jumped out to me for the first time a couple weeks ago um, when the Lord started really just pricking my heart about having a conversation on modesty and just really just, um, I started to feel led by the Lord that I was supposed to do this series for you guys on modesty. Um, And verse 22 jumped out to me. I've read this passage a bunch. I told you guys, I read this Proverbs 31 a lot, a lot, a lot. It's probably one of my favorite Bible verses or Bible passages, and I am hyper fixated on it. I always go back to it, but verse 22 had never really jumped out to me before. Like she makes tapestries for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. I just kind of read it and took it as what it is until there was a morning when I was sitting on my couch and I was reading the scripture and I was praying and I kept going back to verse 22 and I kept thinking and praying and realizing wow God really does care about how we look not just in the sense of needing and being a dictator and wanting us to be modest but he really does care about how we look and I started thinking about it in terms of our world today and what kind of shapes the views I have of the people around me I know when I see people, the first thing I notice is the way they're dressed. Personally, I love fashion. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or what, but I always notice what people are wearing. I always notice people's shoes and their bags and their accessories and the clothes they're wearing. And clothing says a lot about people. 
you can't deny that, you know, it says your style, it says, um, a lot, like, what colors you like, what bands you may be into, what fashion style you like, or, I don't know, your clothes can even have words on them, I think just the way you dress says a lot about you, um, and I think that a lot of the times, the first impressions we have of people before they even speak is just based off of what they're wearing, um, and I think that's really interesting to think about, and, I think it's really interesting because after verse 22, you go down a few verses and verse 25 says, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. And I really believe that those two verses right there paint such a beautiful picture for us because modesty is not just what we're wearing. It's not just the clothing on our body or the accessories we choose, um, but it's, it's more so about what our heart is holding what treasures are storing up where we're seeking approval what we're dressing for what we're living for um because every day when you get dressed you make a choice and and when you get dressed a lot of the times you're getting dressed based on the climate i know um whether it's hot out whether it's cold out um whether you're going into the park or you're going on a run or going on a hike or you're going to church whatever you're wearing is kind of based on the climate and i think as christians it's important for us to have a standard that's based on the climate of what we're doing but not on the climate of the world and i don't know if you know this verse or not but Romans 12 2 says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will and that verse just blows me out of the water it's incredible it's so powerful and it really shows me that when we live out um what God has for us and when we really start to lean into him he's going to change our minds and our thoughts rather than living like the world is trying to dictate us to because the world is always going to try to pressure us to live sinfully and selfishly and um, not live a life that is good and according to God because when we start living a life that is good and, and honoring to God, it requires us to change um, our thoughts. And a lot of the times when we start to change our thoughts, we start to change the way that we dress and the way that we look. And and we stop dressing in the way that the world says. There's a book that I actually just recently ordered. Um, and I only found out about it when I was starting to really re- research and look into this conversation I'm going to be having with you guys about modesty. I have yet to read this book, but I ordered it, and it's called Christian Modesty in the Public Undressing of America, um, and one of the quotes that I found for it that was just on a blog that I was reading about modesty is this, and it really made me think, and it said, Christian morality and its attending modesty, which had previously served as resistance to public nudity, simply caved in growing public pressure the voice of god's word was slowly but surely drowned out by the voice of an increasingly secular media the fashion industry and public opinion consequently our culture's basis for modesty eroded almost to the vanishing point let me put it another way no one held a gun to america's head and said strip or die the fashion industry simply said this is what what the fashionable wear and our culture eagerly disrobed end quote um i think that ver- that quote 
is just so powerful and it really got me to thinking and realize like that doesn't stop with the swimsuit industry it goes across the board if you look at the history of fashion at all every generation has just gotten more immodest and even within the christian culture it seems like modesty really isn't a conversation that people really want to touch on and i think a lot of it comes down to our personal convictions and what the lord is leading us to do and what's in our heart but i think too that it's a conversation we need to be having because it's important and God really calls us to, to modesty and if we're not talking about it and we're not reading scripture and we're not searching what God word, God's word says about it, then we're kind of missing the mark. We can't go based off what we feel because our feelings lie to us and they fluctuate and they change. We have to go based off of what scripture says and scripture says plenty about modesty. It says plenty about it. So when we really look and study scripture about modesty and look at the verses, I think it's really important to notice that a lot of the verses talk about honoring our body as a temple for the Lord. And it, it speaks about the physical aspect of modesty, but as well as the spiritual aspect of modesty um, and the the gentleness um, and the heart posture that God desires us to have because I really don't think that modesty um, just comes down to what we're wearing but I really think it boils down to what's in our heart because we could be dressed completely modest and head to toe like completely covered up but our heart there could be so much sin and so much anger and so much pride even Um, but when we have hearts that are truly seek modesty and and are seeking modesty in the terms that we're having a heart to honor God with every part of our life even the way we dress it's really transformative so there's just a few verses I'm going to share with you right now um because I could say so much but what I say doesn't really matter um my thoughts and opinions don't matter what really matters is the word of God and what the word of God says is is final and true and there's no arguing it so I'm going to share with you some verses about modesty that are talking about our bodies and some verses about modesty that are talking about our hearts um and just go from there there are so many good scriptures on modesty but I only have time to read three to you, so I'm just going to read 1 Timothy 2, verse 8 through 10 to start. I desire that in every place men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. First Peter 3 verse 4 But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. First Corinthians 6 19 through 20 or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit with whom you have from god you're not your own you were brought at a price so glorify god with your body there are just three verses that i wanted to read to you and read with you to start out our series and conversation on modesty because each of those verses address how as women we should adorn our bodies as temples for the lord and and in a respectable way 
but also how to steward our hearts because I think it's so important to remember when we're talking about modesty the conversation isn't just about covering up it's not just about what we look like outwardly but it's more so about how we're posturing ourselves internally um how we're posturing our hearts and I think a lot of the times we can miss the mark we can either go overboard on one side of it and forget the emphasis on the other side of it and I think it's really important for us to always make sure that our heart is in line with the Lord and I think that it's really important for us to put really special care into every single part of our lives we know that God is so present and we know that he cares about every single detail and that he's in every single moment of our day so it's really important for us then to be able to remember if God is so present in our life, if he hears our every prayer, if he is with us through every single moment, and we call him Savior and Lord of our life, and if he's the Lord of our life, we have to be running back to him to be Lord, to let him determine all of our decisions. And I think that's a really important concept. And one that God has continuously been putting on my heart recently, um, in showing me and refining me is that Jesus is Savior, but Jesus is also Lord. And what that means is I accept Jesus fully as my Savior. He is the one who saved my soul, but he's also my Lord. And being that he is my Lord, there's a lot of weight in that. You know, there's a lot at stake with that. And there's a lot of responsibility for me to be running back to him, checking in with him. And if you think of it like this, If you are an employee and you're at your computer, you're getting your work done, you finish an assignment, you're not going to just go and do whatever you want next. You're going to check in with your boss. You're going to say, is this work up to standard? Am I approved? Can I move on? Or even if you're a student, right? I remember when we were in school or maybe you're still in school and you're doing a test or you're doing a project. You can't move on from that project. You can't move on from that lesson until your teacher approves it. And I think in the same way, we need to realize that Jesus is our Lord. He's our Savior, but He's our Lord. And what that means is with every single tiny decision of the day, with everything that's weighing on our heart, we have to be running back to Him. And we have to be checking it through scripture and through prayer and through just meditating on the, the word of the Lord and, and in the Bible. And it's really important for us to understand that. And as we grow in our faith and we mature and the Lord refines us, we have our desires change. We no longer desire what the world desires. We desire what God calls us to. And we realize that our bodies aren't the world's our bodies aren't ours to show off or flaunt or have pride in but our bodies are simply God's to honor him with and to respect him with and if we're married to respect our husbands with and if we're not married to respect our future husbands with and it's so much more than getting dressed to look sexy or getting dressed to get the attention of guys or getting dressed to I don't know whatever else might be motivating you We're getting dressed because we are daughters of the King, because Jesus is our Lord, because wherever we go, we're seeking to honor and represent Him. 
And I just say that because I think when we start talking about the conversation of modesty, it's really important to have that mindset that Jesus is Lord. We're not living for the approval of man because anytime that we start living for the approval of man, we start going down a slippery slope and then we kind of need to stop. Because what is a Christian's life? Our life as Christians are not for ourselves. They're not for the approval of people, but they're simply to be servants of Christ. To know that he is our Lord and our Savior. And I think a lot of the times it can be so easy to dress in a way that seeks the approval of the world. I read a quote earlier in the podcast about how modesty has been changed so much by culture just because it was pushed. But I think it's really important for us to remember not to be pushed, not to be pulled by the world, but to really hear what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do and telling us to discern how to dress our bodies and how to honor God best with our bodies. There's no rule book that says this is how to be modest, but the Bible is clear that God wants us to be modest. And before that even starts externally, before that even starts with how we dress, it has to start within our hearts going to the Lord, praying, knowing that he's your Lord and Savior, not seeking the approval of man, but seeking the approval of God alone. Because that's what it comes down to. You're not getting dressed to catch anybody's eye. You're getting dressed because you're a daughter of the King, set on a mission to serve your Lord, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you're in front of. The approval of the world doesn't matter, but the approval of God is what really matters and what should really be our driving force every single day with every single decision. So friend, my question for you to kind of end our first episode is, where's your heart at? Where's your heart with modesty? Let's forget for a second about the outward side of it, you know, we're going to get into that, but Let's think about the inward part of it. Let's think about our hearts, where we're at with the Lord. Who is our master? Who's our Lord? Who are we living for? Are we living for the approval of the world? Are we seeking to get someone in particular's attention? Are we trying to get approval of others? What is our motivating factor? Because I can tell you that if it's not pleasing God, living like Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you call yourself a Christian, then it's misplaced. And it's so easy to have that misplaced, but it's so important to always be checking our hearts and to be praying and saying to God just to help us focus on Him. So I just want to encourage you right now to take a moment and pray and ask God to show you what's in your heart. Ask God to show you, is your heart really modest? And Be willing to hear him. Be willing to humble yourself and search scripture and really ask God how you can be more modest in your heart posture in every single part of your life. We know that scripture tells us the heart is where everything else flows from. So whatever you're storing up in your heart is going to come out. And that's first where we need to start with the conversation of modesty. Where is your heart? 
Honey, I want to thank you so much for spending the time with me on today's podcast episode. It was such a joy to be able to talk to you and hang out with you, and I really pray that this is able to encourage you um, in your walk with modesty, and that the Lord was able to just inspire you through this episode to go deeper with Him, and to look into Scripture, and just to grow closer to the Lord, and I hope that this inspires and encourages you to live a life fully inspired and live inspired if you guys aren't already make sure that you click the link below and join the mailing list because the over the course of the next few weeks we're going to be sending out a lot of different devotionals and a lot of different resources for you to go deeper in modesty um and to just be encouraging your heart as well as there is a book club launching with one of my new favorite books that I've actually been going through. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been talking about it a lot. It's a book by Elizabeth Elliot. And if you'd like to join my book club, go ahead and put your email in the email list because I'll be sending out the information for the book club there. And if you haven't already, please make sure to leave a rating and um, review for the show as well as to share it because that helps us be able to continue doing the show and helps us continue to be a top rated podcast and share it with more and more listeners. So I just want to thank you so much for being part of the Inspiring Honey community and I can't wait to hang out with you next week. If we're not already friends on social media, follow me at Inspiring Honey. I can't wait to connect with you and chat more. Remember to live inspired.